existing, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, writing, thinking, scheming. This is the way, it's the way that we live, it's the way that we live. And I so, um, Reese. I don't mean to startle you, but are you ready for our very first interview? For I am. To Ellen Back, are you ready? I'm so ready. We have Guinevere Turner here with us in your apartment. Yeah, in my apartment. At a, at very a, professional A wooden space. table with two pillows on yes, it to absorb my, some my of the sound. My grandmother's table. Oh, yeah. that's nice. Yeah, she's straight, but. Thank you for being here. <laughs> it is my pleasure. And, and also, uh, not only do we have you here, thank you for, for being here, but we also have Marbles. Yes. Your brand new puppy. Marbles Hi, is Marbles. a dog, a chihuahua I rescued nine days ago. Her full name oh. is the Lady Marbles of Willoughby, <gasps> which is where we live on Willoughby. Yeah, I was going to say, is that oh. name after Willoughby? <laughs> <laughs> Just one block from here. Reese was very excited, actually, when we started um, taping this podcast because the first street name we ever hear on the series is Ogden, which is oh, where right. we are yeah. right now. In, like, at the center of Lesnes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. In, in the fictional Lesnes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, it's a gay men's baby group or something, right? Yeah. 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 On Ogden. They meet in Ogden, and I was like, where? Right. But I learned that a lot of lesbians lived on this street at that time, which is perhaps where that... This isn't even a real question, but well, Spalding Square uh, the, across um, Fountain is really where, like, that's where Bat and Tina are supposed to live, oh. and that's where, like, in real life, like, you know, Melanie Mayron, who's a out lesbian, who's a you know big TV director, right. uh, lives, and you know, what I mean, there there is an, a lesbian enclave there of an older generation, I think. That's just like one, you know, a little a little bit away from. Yeah, who have live in the craftsman houses, and some of them like have, live in the with their exes, but like the kids go back and forth. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a little world. It's a world. <laughs> it's a whole thing. <laughs> Wow. So let's let's jump in. Yeah, let's jump in. I mean, I think we should start at the beginning. Like, how did you get involved with the L Word? What was what's your origin story to the show? Uh, my origin story with the L Word is a funny road. So Rose Trochet what had shot the pilot. Uh, she was the director. And she and I have a long history. Um, we're basically gay family, but also we did a film together in 1994 called Go Fish, which at the time was, you know, this revolutionary, revolutionary idea of like, let's show lesbians just, I don't know, living their lives. That, that was like jaw dropping to people yeah. in 1994. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, well, first of all, I was aware that the lesbian show, there was this lesbian show that was happening at the time that working title was Earthlings, right. as I'm sure you know. So what happened was, Rose was slated to direct the pilot and it was, um, it was casting and I, um, so I auditioned for Tina, didn't, I didn't even know if I got the part or not. I just felt like that's so, that character's so not me. And so I said, can I come in and audition for Bet? And I did and, um, auditioned for Eileen Chaikin and spoiler alert, I did not get the part of either. <laughs> um, and, uh, and then about a month later, and then, you know, of course, I've, I'm just a shallow, grumpy person. I was like, stupid lesbian show. <laughs> Better be on that show anyway. Yeah. Showtime. That's like, that's happening now with a whole new generation of lesbians in the city. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't yeah. want to write for the L Word reboot. I don't, I don't care. I don't care. They didn't hire yeah. me. I'm not, I'm not even interested. I didn't want it to be. I didn't want, I want to do it. It's going to be terrible. <laughs> so then, um, so then Rose said, you know, they're, you know, now we're staffing and we're looking for writers. And I was like, Rose, I have more to say than just the lesbian thing. It's not the only trick I have mm. up my sleeve. Yeah. I mean, I was clearly just like, you know, sour grapes. <laughs> um, and she, like, to her credit, even though she's my friend of me and family, I, and I, so I love to talk shit about her more than say good things, but she did say this to me. She was like, listen, there is going to be the first lesbian television show. Yeah. Do you want, and I'm going to be in that room. She's like, do you want it to be good and do you want to be present to make it as good as it can be or don't you and I was like god damn it <laughs> 90s activist lesbian <laughs> which is how we met I'm like yeah damn right I do I'm yeah. going in but I, you know but I wasn't I, I you know I had to go and meet Eileen and so like going to meet someone that you've auditioned for twice and been rejected takes a certain strength of character if I do right. say so myself um 
And so, uh, you know, I went in and I, and I got hired as a writer. Um, once I was in the writer's room, it was super fun. Rose was there, you know, we're obviously have known each other. We met in 1991. Um, it was fun to be working together. You know, it, I, there were 10 people in the room, a lot of them lesbians, some of them not, which was even more fun because we found ourselves sort of, you know, going, spinning off into some lesbian culture hole. And then like the, the heterosexual people in the room being like, I'm sorry, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> We'd be like, oh, it's so good to have straight people in the room. So we like right. rein us you in. Wanna, yeah. You want to like meter for the audience yeah. as well. Yeah, like, like, oh, we've yeah, done well, we explain that. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, I really, really, really obviously wanted a part on the show. But in, I think it's true in life in general, but especially in the entertainment industry, nobody wants you to be two things. Um, and so I just 100% was like, I'm not an actress in this room. I'm a writer in this room. I'm going to let all that go and just, you know, be the best writer I can. But like the whole time sitting there being like, I'm like totally an actress. <laughs> like, and I'm not just like an actress who's never been in anything. Like see 12 lesbian indie films in the nineties. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but like keeping my cool. And then, uh, out of the blue, um, Eileen just offered me the role of Gabby DeVoe. Which is super soon. I mean, you had only yeah. been in the writer's room for two episodes before Gabby comes in. Yeah. Right. And we and none of it had been shot yet. So I was I had been in the writer's room for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Because yeah. So it was very um I don't know. I was it was like this. So actually we were Guinevere, we were thinking of, you know, wondering if you would like to, to play Gabby. And I was like I was like, Oh, yeah, wow, yeah, that would be that would be great. Inside being like, yeah, yeah I want to be on TV. <laughs> and also like amazingly, and this is just, you know, it says a lot about my life in general and my career path. I auditioned and didn't get parts, but then she did trust that I could act, which yeah. also means that she saw in the room that I could act, but that right. I wasn't right for those parts. And so anyway, so that, that that's how I became Gabby DeVoe. So before we get to Gabby, I have a question about coming into that room the way that you did, right? That like Rose said to you, but don't you feel like you want to be in this room because we're writing stories about us and we want to be in that room. And so I guess I just wonder, it's a Showtime series. That's really the first time that we've seen anything like this and what that felt like in terms of pressure and in terms of like pushback, like did you have to fight a lot to get the stories that you wanted told told or was it like whatever you said went? So amazingly, well, the interesting thing is when you're working on season one of a TV show, you don't know what it's going to be. Right. And, and you so have there's, no idea how people are going to take yes. it. Yes. Yeah. And there's, so there's a humility kind of. Yeah. And a kind of like, dare we? Um, <laughs> and uh, like an excitement that, that, you know, wasn't necessarily the same moving forward. Right. Um, for better, or for worse. It's just because you don't know, like, are we just screaming into a void? And everyone's going to be like, nope, no one cares right. yeah. about like a lesbian soap, basically, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know? And we're like, and, but they, I think for those of us in that room who were lesbians, we're like, I mean, I, I must have said it a million times when we were writing it. Like, if you had even told me that that, that Showtime would uh, have a lesbian show, like in my lifetime, I would have burst into tears yeah. when I was 22. I would have been like, Really? Yeah. Things get better? Yeah. Not really, but we have a TV show. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Things are going to be oh, fine, but at least truth. we have a TV show. Um, and uh, so, th so it was a really, it was a really fun room. Um, and the, there was, there was so much kind of like fervor around like, no, 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 let me tell you this story. Like, what about this story? What about yeah. this story? Like that it was sort of like la and laughing about it and explaining it to the, the people, the non-lesbians in the room. <laughs> And um, there was like a real, it was, it was very kind of joyful and exciting. And, and, you know, um, the, the, the title thing was looming over us right. because it was called earthlings, but yeah. even Eileen who had named it that agreed that that wasn't, wasn't, it wasn't going to work. And so we're just workshopping and workshopping and workshopping. And um, I came up with the outward. And so you, tell us, yeah, please tell us. tell us the story. Tell us the story of how you came up with the L word. Have you heard this story a million times? Because no. I've told it elsewhere. Oh, <laughs> I, I've heard nothing. You can count on me for. Um, so it was like really like we would spend a good hour to two hours in the writer's room just being like, you know, because as you progress through 
a, a season of writing, the room gets smaller and smaller. It's kind of like Survivor. <laughs> you know, like it was started at 10 and then like, you know, right I after was, episode four, you're like, we've got to cut two of these we're, Well, you're writing it before you're shooting it. So it gets as like, you know, smaller and smaller until ju it's just four or five people rewriting the other episodes that people wrote and trying to really, it's hard to have that many people and you, to put it all together. So there would be four or five of us, I think, just sitting there going like, but seriously. And we had, you know, just goofy titles. Like, you know, there was a, there was like a, girl's guide to girls thing like we were trying yeah. to go for a girl scout thing and then there was like i mean we just we just the, also the and, and speaking of pressure like just pressure yeah like what's cool like what's like too much like what's yeah. what's universal right slash less um and then i started saying you know well i had already said you know how straight people say, like, has he said the L word yet? As in, like, that's a milestone in a relationship. Right. You went to the, this, the, and it's always, it would always seemed to me like it was a straight girl just waiting for the man to say, I love you. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, like, wanting to say it, but, like, not wanting to just uh, too soon. So then that was sort of in the ether. And then I was like, do you remember, like, there was, a, and I, I, I was too young to see when Katie Lang was in this phase. But Katie in her early career she would she wasn't out out but she was obviously such a big les and she would she would go into into a number and she would say ladies and gentlemen i have something to tell you and it, you know it's not going to be easy for you to hear and then she would say i'm a la la lawrence welk fan and she would go <laughs> into a lawrence welk number and i was like there's something here between these yeah. two things there's yeah. something here and and then uh i said well, just what about the outward? Um, and Eileen really liked it. And what's funny is that in the year when the show came out, I was saying that she and I came up with it together, but she actually said, no, it was just, it was all you. I was just like nodding when you said all those various things. So, right. yeah. So you're welcome, Les, Les <laughs> I mean, it's And then even that became like every episode starts with an L. Yeah. Right. Forever, except Forever. for pilot, which really makes I know me mad. it's love pilot, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then you know, the chart is a whole thing that happened with me and Angela Robinson. So Angela Robinson worked on first season and then came back and then was a director. And she's you know she she's directed Herbie the Love Bug Reloaded and, <laughs> and like you know worked on the great worked on the show her. Hung yeah. and worked on. Um, uh, True Blood and, you know, like yeah, yeah, has yeah. gone on to have a, a huge career, but she's someone I'd known forever. She also created Gabby DeVoe, the character that I ended up playing oh, awesome. and is a good friend of mine. But in, on day one of writing at, on The L Word, Angela and I were in a little office. We shared an office and we had a lot of time. Like we were just sort of waiting for things to sort of coalesce until we were all able to be in the writer's room and our board, our walls were covered in whiteboard. And we were just goofing around like, oh, my God, I haven't seen you so long. Like, remember that time that like <laughs> that like ridiculous woman in New York did this and we all had to do it because yeah. like, that's how long I've known her. Like yeah. since, since like the early 90s. And, yeah. you know, the same ridiculous women in New York. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and I was like, I bet, Angela, that like if we put like you and, and your girlfriend da, 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 that yeah. like we we could connect our, each other. And so we did that. And then just on the whiteboard because it was there. And then like, we just started, but we're like, but you know, so-and-so and so we're like, oh yeah. And then Rose Prochet came in yeah, and she was like, and, just <laughs> and then like somebody else came in. Um, and then finally it just started expanding all across one right. wall. And then finally, um, hilariously, like Leisha was coming to visit and she was like, talking to us and then she was like what are you guys doing and then she was like oh <laughs> and she did some of her own work and then the best was like like uh, the next day Eileen came in and like by this point like Angela and I are surrounded by the chart and Eileen was like what's all this and we explained it to her and she was like I would never like this is I this is cinematic but I, I'm not making it up she's like I would I would never connect to all of that literally took three steps out of the room and was like but wait a minute. <laughs> and then we all, like, we were all so struck by this thing that we, uh, you know, that yeah. um, I don't think that straight people can do. Right. No. Um, and, and we were like, well, this, this belongs somewhere. This belongs yeah. somewhere in the show. Like, just sort of, like, so, and then it like, became, like, the, the show. most quintessential piece. Yeah, yeah. It's like the heart of the show is the And chart. now we all do it. Yeah. Like, we have someone in our universe who has the chart and keeps track of all of it. It's, I mean... 
I, probably we could all connect on the chart in three steps if we wanted yeah. to do it. And and like probably that was a piece of our existence before knowing how to name it and call, like right like right. we were living that right yeah but there is something very powerful about them being like right and that is a very quintessential element of like the lesbian experience is like that we because we're all the same or similar sex or whatever like yeah. that we're connected in these ways that heterosexual groups of friends are right i mean I, uh, often i find myself trying to explain to people like at the average party i will, I will go to there will be probably an actual ex that I've yeah. been in a relationship with, right. and then like a few people I've hooked up with, and then certainly I can also say, well, you should hear about her and her. And, like, <laughs> amazingly, like their cat, blah blah yeah. blah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's yeah, like if you weirdly, get cats into the chart. Yeah, yeah. once the cats <laughs> off, it's, it's off the mess. rails. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, I feel proud of that because I feel like uh, we just sitting in that room that day, we nailed something about lesbian culture that's so specific yeah. to us and kind of hard for some people, a lot of people to imagine outside of it because I'm like, but don't get it twisted. It's not like a big love fest. Like, we, right. We're, no, it's, it's, it's not a love, it's not a love fest. But we'll still all be yeah. in the same room. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, right. yeah it's right. like a whole, yeah. we can still all function, yeah. work together. Yeah. 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 But we're all on our sides of the chart. You know yeah. what I mean? We're all. Yeah. 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 Oh, I know that. Bitch. So have you like have you been in rooms like that since where you writers are rooms, yeah. yeah writers rooms not yeah not just like general gay rooms just, just yeah. rooms just, full of women yeah. have you been in rooms have you, have you ever lesbians? been in a room with a lot of women at the um, same time just like oh yeah a couple times yeah it's yeah. weird yeah it's, it is it's so weird very overwhelming it's so weird it can be uncomfortable it's so weird to be in a room without men but but no like. I mean, sitting in a room where you're not only drawing a chart on the wall, but that also is your job. And then that is playing on television screens in people's living rooms seems very powerful and seems maybe rare. But I, I just wonder if your experience has put you in rooms like that where you've been with other women or other queer women, other lesbians, where you feel like you've been able to bring that to audiences like we saw with the L word. I mean, I... No, I mean, the answer is no. That was a moment for sure. Um, and a moment that I hope will be replicated in some other form in, in my life. But like that was, it was, you know, all thanks to Rose actually for saying like, well, all thanks to Rose for recognizing that what it really needed was me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good Thank act. you, Rose. <laughs> you know? Yeah. She was like, this is, this is the only role I'm going to be good if you're there. Um, <laughs> I mean, and also outside of just, you know, queer women and sort of feeling like you're doing something that's like a risk, but maybe like, I mean, there's no way we could have thought that, you know, there, there'd be an L word joke on fucking friends or whatever. Yeah. I, I don't think literally friends, but do you know what I mean? Like the L word has become sort of a placeholder for lesbian culture in all these different sort of mainstream forms, which is yeah. like endlessly satisfying to me. Yeah. Um, uh, and you know, and I also just love, love, love writers' rooms, uh, and would love to um, get one back. Yeah, but with me as the boss, <laughs> and I'm working on it. Hell yeah! <laughs> what was it like after right. the show premiered, and that was out in the culture, and you were also living your life in like the lesbian world, and everyone had seen this show and digested it? Like, how did that feel? Uh, it was it was really fun. Well, it was just really fun and gratifying, obviously, to see how, you know, lesbians were watching and other yeah. people were watching. But I really cared that lesbians were watching. Yeah. But then, you know, immediately within that was panels and events where people would say things like stand up in an audience and say, like, you know, these, you know, all these lesbians, you know, don't look like us and you're not representing, you know, like, you know, my friends and my mm. world uh, to which I developed various tones of voice <laughs> while I said, um, have you ever been, to been in an emergency room and looked at those doctors and then watched ER? Right. Like they, like those doctors don't look like those doctors. Right. Like, but this, uh, mm -hmm. that's how TV works. Yeah. Right. It's television. Um, and also, uh, and also like this, it was a complicated moment. Like mm -hmm. this is the burden of representation and we're like, we don't we're not like everybody else as a community like we like we have a lot we have a lot to say we have a lot to like represent like we have all eyes on us you know it's a whole different ball game but it was fun i uh a, a woman 
I also had my first sort of real realization that some people watch TV and they don't separate the characters from the actors. Oh, yeah, mm. no, not at all. So I like I had a woman come up to me and just go, you're a real fucking bitch. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, well, now I am. Like, <laughs> right, but like right. not in real life. No, like I'm 100% acting like I'm, I'm I mean, I'll, I can be bitchy, but I'm okay, <laughs> you know. Um, so that was, but, but it was it was fun. Like they had uh, two, they probably had more um, L word conventions in London. Yeah, that was just madness. Like just so, I mean, they gave me a bodyguard, and I like you know nobody wow. cares who wrote it, and, and you know, and like a you know a character who's in like a few episodes. And, yeah, um, it was yeah, it's just the the level of the level of um, need, uh, desire, and absorption was sort of you know, proved everything. It's like, okay, so can we have more? Yeah. yeah. And different and not just where it's a, just a show because we're lesbians, it's important. Like, now what? And I don't think anyone's figured out now what yet. But it, but maybe in a good way, it's branched out into Orange is the New Black um, or, mm -hmm. you know, where we have lesbian characters mm -hmm. oh, and Vita, yeah, where they're, they're there, but it's not the lesbian show. Right. But yeah. I do feel like, I mean, I'm interested to see why and what with the reboot of, <laughs> of the hour yeah. because I it feels like I would I would be I wouldn't want the task of doing that because it feels it the 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 show itself feels so of the moment sort of like in terms of yeah. identity and politics and pants you the know, pants they were wearing were very of the moment and also, yeah yeah hair jackets as well yeah. jackets. Although I have to say I looking back on that first episode I was in I was like that's pretty much I mean it's a different color but yeah, but that's pretty much no your hair looks my hair great. is timeless is yeah, what I'm yeah your hair is timeless <laughs> yeah which we can thanks sarah for <laughs> was there what was the difference between like the reception you got for go fish from other lesbians versus the reception you got for the l word in terms of seeing themselves in a certain way oh well i mean in, with go fish it was like Hmm. It's amazing to me that I've never been asked that question. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice job, Reese. <laughs> I like to be thoughtful about my answers. Because that was very first, you know? 94. 94? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I remember the poster being up at the, like, independent, like, the, the art house cinema in Ann Arbor. Go Fish was like, well, just for starters, I was getting actual letters, fan mail from oh. around the world. <sighs> with people telling me young women in Japan saying like this movie allowed me to come out to my grandmother oh. and like people like that one was so uh, I, first of all I was so young I was like 25 yeah and like the impact and the sort of first kind of real like deep feeling or, or, or um, revelation like wow there's like we were right. Like we, the, our craving for being represented is, you know, echoing across the yeah. globe in a way that was so profound to me. Um, so that was like, I, I, if if there were criticisms of that movie from the lesbian community, I don't remember them. Yeah, it was just like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, thank you, thank you, thank you, and like yeah. endless letters from people who were in little pockets who had like snuck away to see it, and then like a new wave of people who like got it on VHS when it came out on VHS, yeah. and like I saw it on my, you know what I mean? Like just like feeling like feeling like you changed people's lives in this yeah. way that was like so much. Uh, just like, you know, would make me cry. It would just make me so fucking thrilled. Um, especially because it was, you know, it was so scrappy. It was such a labor of love. Um, and that was, that was, it was sort of interesting to experience. So that was 1994. The first yeah. episode of the or first season of The Outward was, was 2005, right? 2004. 2004. So, so exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and a decade later, there was a similar joy, but it was, A, it was from a, what felt like a new generation yeah. and a new generation who didn't have the same thirst <laughs> slash appreciation. Right. Mm -hmm. Because queers folk had been there because Ellen, right. um, you know, uh, right. Ellen, I know as her, you know, in her current incarnation, but also just the Ellen show when she came out, like all of these things that happened that made it seem not because my so-called life and all of these yeah. shows in the nineties, um, people weren't as like, um, you know, like tears streaming on their face. Oh my God. Oh my God. Right. I feel seen. But there they, was like but, room to be critical. Yeah. Yeah. But I was also like, you know what? 
yay. Like actual progress is that we can be critical. Yeah. And I mean, I remember when the show, the fosters came out, right. I was like, I need to watch this. It's a lesbian couple and it's, you know, something we haven't seen in terms of, you know, they, they, all, all, all the things about that show. And then I watched an episode and I watched two episodes and I, and I was like, Oh, this is good. This is interesting. I don't have to watch it. (laughs) Like in a way that like in 19, in the mid nineties, I would have been like, I need to see every second of every lesbian thing ever because I need to be able to talk about it. I need to know what I think about it. I need to, can I do better? Should I do better? Like, and now I was like, that's amazing. Yeah. You do that lesbian thing. <laughs> and it's just out yeah. there in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you were 25 when Go Fish was made. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe I was 26. 26. Were, were there things in your youth, like growing up, that made you feel seen in a way that you feel like Go Fish made people feel seen? Hell no. Yeah. <laughs> was it The Well of Loneliness? By <laughs> <laughs> it was not. No, real, I just. Well, first of all, I mean, I for, for anyone listening to this who doesn't know what I look like, I, you know, I don't I, I don't look. I'm not the kind of person who someone would pick out and isolate for being lesbian just because I present as feminine. I mean, even if I tried to butch up. Yeah. As I did in Put a backwards fish. hat. Yeah. 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 I just, it's like laughably cute. Like, mm-hmm, you, you, no. oh, you so butch, you little butchy, butch, butch. Um, so I just like, I mean, don't get me wrong. They did call me Gwyneth in eighth grade. It's like they were prescient. Oh, no, they were really? just saying I was weird. I don't think they realized because I survived. I didn't, I didn't know that queer meant weird. I didn't know that queer meant gay. Like I thought queer was weird. I think they the did. I think that's what, yeah. I definitely yeah. was weird, but. So I don't know. I've just I got like pre-gay bashed. Yeah, right. <laughs> they can sense you were different. Up. But right. it's also like put this like somewhere in your memory so that like when you realize you're gay, yeah. you'd be like, oh yeah. So oh yeah. So I have some gay bashing right. to catch up on. Right, right, right. <laughs> Which I feel is so common. Like the sense of like you knew you were different. You weren't like other people, but you weren't sure why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and other people could pick up on it, but you weren't sure what they were picking up on. Yeah, I mean, in high school, I was literally pretending to be in a lesbian relationship with my best friend publicly just to um just be like you know incendiary yeah (laughs) but then like privately (laughs) i meant it and she didn't and so like we would spend like a lot of time together like almost kissing but it was like my job to cross the line and i didn't but like where, sure. where is she now? It gives me so many feelings. <laughs> um, she's, she's, we saw each other recently. She's good. Um, and she, but she's, you know, with a man. Yeah. Does uh, she ever, she's like, so, you know, lesbian legend, Gwyneth Turner and I <laughs> pretended to yeah. be girlfriends. Yeah. And never, but never actually kissed. Yeah. <laughs> so was there a difference between, because you, you talked about writing season one and being like, we're writing this thing. We don't know how it's going to be received. Holy shit. So that makes me wonder about season two, because now you know that people are responding to the story. Yeah. So was, the, was there more pressure in the room? Did you feel like it changed from season one to season two, then knowing that people were responding in a really positive way? I think one of the most interesting things about season two was actually trying to tune out the voices mm-hmm. because the, the voices were everywhere and the voices were both adoring and... Uh, indignant yeah and at some point we're like okay let's focus on like like what now we have these characters and now and the 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 most delicious thing about writing for season two was that now we had all seen or this I should just speak for myself I had seen what all of these actors can do yeah and also to be clear they'll also let you know where they want their characters to go (laughs) (laughs) but you can write to their strengths and so like it becomes less like drawing and more like coloring in uh, which I just found so fun mm. and was so new for me as as a writer. It's like it's like you have action figures. You're like okay, yeah. and then they go over here, yeah. and, and that was yeah. and and that was really I, I loved it. I grew so much as a writer in season two just because it was it was, it was new muscles and new. Um, I mean, I used to always joke with the the um, cast because they, you know we shot a lot of it and most of it in Vancouver, and they'd be like, "Let's go out to dinner," like you know, well, we'll take you out for drinks, whatever. And, and then they would be like, "Here's what I think my character." <laughs> Or like, you know, but they wouldn't be allowed to like get scripts very far ahead of time. But of course I would know, you know, Where? we all would know. And so they'd be like, so what happened? I'm like, you guys, it's literally in my contract <laughs> not to tell you what happens in two episodes, but also do you even like me? 
like, why did you ask me to have a drink? <laughs> so do you want to talk about Gabby? Yeah. Do you want to talk about your character? Sure. Yeah. Um, what inspired what inspired Gabby? So Gabby was completely an invention of Angela Robinson, um, who was a, a writer on the show. And um, then it just occurred behind closed doors. I mean, doors closed to me that I would be a fit to play Gabby. Um, I'm not offended. <laughs> you know, I mean, like she's a nightmare, but you know, she's like yeah. a hot nightmare. Yeah, right. yeah. It's it's a hot really, nightmare. you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I was extremely thrilled, obviously, to to play her. And um, I, I mean, the funny thing about Gabby is that I I have heard that for ongoing seasons that Gabby gets brought up a lot, <laughs> even when she's nowhere to be seen. But isn't I, that that's so real? Like that nightmare X, right? Is always yeah always comes up always in your consciousness like it's hard to not mention your nightmare ex literally every day so yeah so i liked also that she was really you know in she was the first villain right yeah, yeah and, you know was. i mean like the, the, so tammy lynn you know tammy lynn yeah. was, like she was she was like crazy but she wasn't a villain like gabby was genuinely bad like she would say one thing do another like lead you on da 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 you know um, so yeah, that was really fun. Do you think she was inspired by someone's real life Gabby? Should really ask Angela that. Like, <laughs> where did Gabby come from? Must be. Right? I mean, well, I mean, I feel like a lot of us have a real life Gabby. Yeah. I might be some people's real life Gabby. <laughs> <laughs> the truth comes out. What I was really struck by actually is that life in the writer's room is, it's like, sweaty you know you're like there for 10 hours a day sometimes more that's weeks on end and then like as the numbers thin you're it's your job I was exec story editor on the show so it's my job to take the scripts that have been written and sort of make sure that there's not you know just a very sort of technical thing of like did we repeat ourselves did we do we you know continue this thread like looking at I mean that's like hard work yeah and then as an actor I show up on set. It's other people's job to make me look pretty. Mm -hmm. I play a slightly exaggerated version of myself. <laughs> the end. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not saying that the other actors in the show right. have an easy gig, but I'm saying that, like, for me, I after everything going through all that, I would just be like, sweet. Yeah. yeah. I guess, and, like, I would always, like, wander onto the set because, you know, as an actor, you just have to wait around a lot. And I just wanted to see what was up and how it was going and wh whatever. And the AD would be like, um, we're going to need to get you back in your trailer. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> Come on. Can I just, like, they're like, I'm like, don't make me say it. <laughs> Don't make me say it. Do you have any idea why? <laughs> uh, do you have any stories or like memories from those shoots that you did as Gabby that stick out in your mind? Um, I had a funny moment. So in, yeah, it's at the end of the the first episode where I appear, which is I guess like technically the third episode. Second yeah, episode. second. We keep going back and forth. Yeah, right. Second, I, I, third um, is technically the second. But. Um, where uh, by the end of that episode in that storyline, um, Alice and Gabby make out, mm -hmm. and so Rose Troche, uh, my good friend, was directing that. Troche. And I know Troche. We've been I said Troche. I know we didn't, we didn't know if it was Troche or Troche. Rhymes with Touche is what I always say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what she says. She just goes Troche and gets really uncomfortable. Yeah, no, um, that's, that's fine. Um, so she was directing, and uh, I mean, Rose. It was. It's always so fun to be directed by Rose, and especially in that um, in that episode because I was nervous. You know, like I had like flipped flipped roles and yeah. all of a sudden and like you know actors and other people on the crew were like wait what <laughs> yeah, yeah and I'm like oh yeah okay <laughs> you know, that, it, that's weird that's happened to me in other projects as well where I like go from writer to actor and people are like I don't you like have a lot it. of makeup like, on what's happening yeah <laughs> I, I didn't yeah yeah and so um the first time I walked I did my first uh 
on camera thing was it's a scene where I walk into uh, the cafe and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> and um, Rose, like I did my first take and Rose took me aside and she was like, what is up? <laughs> She was like, you need to, like, why are you so nervous? And I was like, I don't know, I'm just really nervous. <laughs> like, it's everyone. And like, oh, I've been like, I know everyone, but now I'm an actor. And like, all of a sudden, I'm like a different person. And she was like, whatever it is, I like, get it together. Um, but then, like, other things that, you know, in that, in that first episode, there was a point where I was, like, trying to, like, find that perfect compromise between, like, the tight shirt that hugs you here, <laughs> or like the pants that are really low, because you know, that, and like it's like 2004, the muffin top yeah. anxiety of 2004. <laughs> and so, like, I just remember like just trying to find <laughs> the, the perfect balance. The jeans were so low. They were so low. They were so low. And then, so, so if low. you had a little here, and like, and so I just there was just a, this amazing yeah. moment where Rose was like, just whispered in my ear. She's like, "You gotta choose between muffin top and camel toe." <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, thank you so much. <laughs> what, what did you choose? Oh, uh, yeah. I went with top. I went with yeah, top. Okay. Yeah. 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 Top. It's, it's, a, she, it's a lesbian because show. She, went, because she said like this, the sh she goes, the shot is from here to here. And it yeah. was like basically from my belly button to like my mid thigh. Mm -hmm. So it was like, if there was going to be toe, it was going to be a toe right. shot. Yeah. <laughs> People were going to be talking about yeah. that. Do you remember that character, Gabby? <laughs> They're camel toe. And then, and then uh, finally, you know, we, I, I uh, Leisha and I make up, make out at the end of that scene, and um, Rose is like, "You guys, I've been directing people who aren't lesbians." <laughs> She's like, "You guys got this. Here's what's up. If you just go for it on the first take, we can all go home." <laughs> and me and Leisha were like, "Cool," and we did. That's that's all. That's the only take there is. Oh, just one take. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Queer ladies. Yeah, that's so nice. Doing queer lady things. Why did you stop writing for the show? Well, television works like, <laughs> it's not like you get fired. It's like you right. don't get asked back. It's like a passive breakup. Because you're just one season at a yeah, time. Yeah, it's like a ghost. It's like, but we didn't have ghosting back then. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you did. It just wasn't named. It right. wasn't named. And TV, you know, it's so, uh, like I... I would just we got so excited when the show got picked up for a third season and wrote to Eileen like, when do we start? Yeah. Tippity tap tap. Mm -hmm. Crickets. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, I'll never know the answer to that. Was it a whole new room for season three? Nope. Just uh, not me and Rose's girlfriend oh. in my stead. I mean, oh, yes. Oh. But but ultimately, uh, I was. I mean, I was I was sort of bummed, you know. It, it was like a a breakup in a way. Yeah. But ultimately, I I, th I feel like I learned what I needed to learn from being on two seasons of that show, which is so much. Um, that after like initial kind of sadness, I was I was like, you know what? Okay, I got a, I got a lot to do, and I and I did, and I have. Um, the number one thing I learned on that show that I take with me always is. If you work in film like I did before and have since, yeah. you you have so much license to say, oh, I need another two weeks and like trying to figure this one thing out, whatever. If you work in TV, nah, bitch. <laughs> People, if you can't deliver when you deliver, are supposed to deliver, then there are people lined up around the block for your job. And so right. it 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 taught me to like sit my ass in a chair and write it. And also realize you know it. You're just you're just circling around like a crazy person. Mm -hmm. And so I, I will always take that with me. Sort of like pretend like the the train has left the station. Pretend right. like the show is shooting in two weeks. Yeah. Like just like take all of that energy with you. And that energy is super exciting. Yeah. And that's why I want to keep doing TV, uh, but have my own show because there's in film, for example, uh, I have a film coming out on May 10th called Charlie Says, which is about murder. Which is about oh, your is favorite topic. My favorite Reese. topic is um, But I started writing that show, that movie, in 2014. You know, finished it, whatever, a, a year ago. Uh, but when you write for TV, you get. I'm writing this in May. It's on TV in December. Yeah, like the the, right. the instant gratification and the sort of like high stakes. I mean, I I wrote I, I rewrote episode nine of season one from page one in 24 hours. 
Um, and I love that episode. And it has another writer is credited, but that's how it works in TV. Um, and I, I, I remember thinking, like, you know, I'm like in this room and like I'm on the set in Vancouver and people are coming in, like, do you have pages for us? We got a, the production center. And I was like, I love this. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I really, like, a fire under your butt and the urgency of it was really, really suits my personality and also my just sort of level of focus and productivity. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But oh, by the way, episode nine. Which episode? Yeah, I was going to say, the what thing happens that happens. The thing that happens that I'm, the scene that I'm so proud of that I wrote is Dina and her parents. Oh. <laughs> yes. I've only seen this series one time. So yeah, I remember very few things and I remember that. It's really powerful and it's really well directed as well. But that's when she took Alice to the, con oh no, it was like a Republican Something. party for her mom. There's just like a whole really like sad scene in a gas station that I remember writing and rewriting yeah. and trying to figure out like how to like capture her. I don't, just heartbreak, like family heartbreak. Yeah. And yeah. Is there a character that you feel most attached to on the show from a writing perspective, like a character that you wrote for? Um, I just loved writing for Leisha, Haley, Alice, and for um, Aaron, Daniels, um, Dana. Just because, for my other work, one might not think that my tendency is toward comedic writing, but writing for actresses who bring such elevate your material and are just naturally funny people. Yeah. Um, it was just fun. I, they, they just made me look better. And then the more I got to know them, the more I'm like, oh, this will be fun. This will be a fun scenario to put them in. It was fun to like actually have them have a thing. Mm -hmm. And yeah, um, although that was outside of my season, I think. Oh, maybe that's part of it. No, season um, two, they, yeah, no, season two was when they dated. Right. And it seems um, like it was a seedling from the very moment the show started. I mean, at least we just watched the pilot. Yeah. And, and they're like, part we, we promise like, we'll we should never, never date. Up. And yeah. it's like, okay, well, yeah, so yeah, this well, was always yeah. Which right. the first time I saw it, I didn't even register. Yeah. Like when Dana or, Al no, when Alice goes up to Dana's door and is like, I have a crush on you or something. Right. And like kisses her. I was like, this is out of nowhere. But also I was like, I thought my whole sexuality was out of nowhere at that point. So yeah. who knows <laughs> what babies. I was thinking about anything. Speaking of writing, what was it like writing um, Jenny's writing? Oh, yes. You told me this question and I was like, you that's wrote, a great question. Because you wrote the like hitchhiking episode, right? Oh, yeah. I love that episode. Where she's writing <laughs> Jenny. She's writing Tim about her entrails. Well, I mean, here's the here's the deal with Jenny's writing. So that, that, that was very proprietary for Eileen Jaken, the, oh, the creator wow. of the show. And so did no she matter, think it was good? What I mean, <laughs> sorry. The um, did she think Jenny was a good writer? The I think that she thought the character was. We were supposed to understand her as a good writer. Yeah, mm -hmm. no matter what episode you had, and this yeah. is true in general. This is true in general in TV. The creator of the show uh, can rewrite it, and your name yeah. is on it, and that's how it works. So, but it was always an, an understanding that if Jenny's writing was in your episode, uh, Eileen would write it. Wow. And so, uh, so that's you know that's one thing that I don't. Um, I don't, I don't love about TV that I do love about film <laughs> is that like you, you, your name is on stuff and you don't, you know, you didn't necessarily yeah. write it and that's just how it works. So you didn't write like my sweet meats I send to you. And no, every, every word of Jenny's writing is Eileen Chicken. Wow. <laughs> I have to, t you need a moment. You need to decompress. Four. <laughs> Successful author Jenny Schechter. Okay, so were there um, ideas in the writer's room that got rejected that you wish had happened for any of the characters or the show in general? I was always saying, like, we, I, I want more drugs. I want more... <laughs> um, there were not a lot trans of Trans people, and I want... Yeah. Um, dildos i'm like it's showtime no limits like where are the strap-ons right, right it was always season three season three going to be why 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 like <laughs> a strap-on specifically like what was the opposition was it just like it felt too like too far well i think it was again like in season one it was like we're you know like for better and for worse we're like lucky to be here like let's right. like be yeah. here but not push it and i i actually really respect that like you like yeah, if you we wanna. get a second season, then we'll push, push, push. Mm -hmm. um, 
to to that. Um, you wanted to talk about dinosaur. I did want to talk about dinosaur. <laughs> I would like to talk about. It. I actually, I, I so I just flew into LA last night. I live in New York, and um, I had dinner with a group of women, and they were like, "So you're doing an L Word podcast?" They like descended on me. And they were like, can we talk about the dinosaur episode? That episode, the dinosaur episode is my favorite episode um, of the whole show in general, but yeah. certainly of that first season because, well, first of all, uh, because it is directed by Rose Trochet and written by me. <laughs> and so it's the only one in the entire show that is the two of us. And I feel like it shows. Yeah. yeah. Um, because we just know each other in this way and like we have the same sense of humor and she really got what I was going for, which is like you, there's, a, there's a moment in a TV show and like when you introduce characters, you have to like gauge the moment where you care enough to know where they came from. Right. And that, I mean, that that's not me. That's like, you know, knowing the whole show, but that's also me. It's like now at this point you're like, oh my God, I totally want to. <laughs> you know like when were you gay and how are yeah. you gay and like so so fun to write yeah um and then so i had been to the dinosaur weekend a few times and introduced it into the writer's room no one else oh, in that really? room knew about it wow. for various reasons like was Rose, it like did the l word make it more than it was in a significant way Hmm. I was getting to that. I feel like I need a whole you're welcome category. <laughs> <to> like, um, <laughs> so, yeah. um, so in that room, of the lesbians in that room, they were either, you know, parents mm -hmm. or like Rose Trochet lived in New York. You know, that the, the dinosaur weekend wasn't the, you know, the massive thing that it is today. And so I proposed, you know, I had been invited there a couple times because Glenn Close had played Margaret Kemmermeyer, the first out general. And like, I don't know, people just invite me to like stuff that's small, that's lesbian. Yeah. And I had gone and I was like, holy crap. Like, this is like <laughs> cool. And, you know, when I first went, it was probably like 2000. And I was like, let's do, let's do a thing where they make a pilgrimage to this. And then we, we, me, uh, Kate Manning, um, uh, Alicia and Aaron uh -huh. actually went to the dinosaur before we shot it. And like, we, we were just like hanging out. Cause I just wanted to show them like, this is what's up. Yeah. Cause it was already, you know, it was, it was real. Like, and Kate and Alicia hadn't been to it before. No. And, um, so, you know, they're just, we were just laughing, hanging out. And I just remember there was this one woman, like super drunk woman <laughs> who was like, just one. Dude, no, but, but who, who came up to us and was like, what are all these beautiful ladies doing at this table? Yes. Can I get a picture with you? And we took a, <laughs> she took a bunch of pictures with us. And I always wonder, like, that woman, like, years later must have been like, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> the show wasn't oh, out yet, no. you know? Find oh, be like, baby, I swear to God, I'm yeah. there. And like, weirdly, uh, it's just her Dab, nose. where are yeah. you? <laughs> just like, they're like overexposed. Yes. Yeah. Anybody. Everyone's like, red I swear. Yeah. Oh, it's no, it's just great. me. Like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Like, it's like Kate's arm. Um, but anyway, I, um, I love that. I love that episode because yeah. I feel like, uh, you know, who doesn't love a road trip episode? Yeah. Um, and it's a friendship episode. And I feel like yeah. that's like the that's the part of the series I feel like resonates with people the most is like the friendship, the friendship. Yeah. Um, I would love for you to tell people what you're working on now. You said you have a movie coming out May. So will you tell all of our listeners where they can learn all the things about you and where to find you and watch you and hear you? Oh, just, you know, I have like three balconies. So if you just like go somewhere in West Hollywood, I'll probably be howling with my little. My just little scream Marvel. <laughs> Marvel. Marvel. She doesn't know her. Oh, oh, maybe she just knows her name. Anyway, no. Um, in all seriousness, I uh, wrote a feature film with. Uh, it's my third collaboration with the director, Mary Heron. Our previous films being American Psycho and The Notorious Betty Page. Uh, this is the first one that is not a co-writing thing. I wrote it. Um, it's a, it's not a scary movie, <laughs> but I may have learned that. 
I may have lost perspective on what a scary movie is. Uh, it's a disturbing movie, but it's a After real movie. After doing American Psycho, do you feel like? Yeah. Was that was that when you lost perspective? Uh, it's uh, me thinking that it was it that American Psycho worked so much as a parable that I didn't realize that it might actually be scary to people. <laughs> there was, it was a, a great parable. Uh, but anyway, so Char it's called Charlie Says. It focuses on the women who killed for Charles Manson, but it's about their time in prison uh, that no one ever talks about. And um, it's about a young lesbian, yeah. lesbian, graduate student, true, true story, did not make it up, um, who was tasked by the warden of the prison to give them a feminist consciousness. Wow. This is so far up my yeah, this is like, I mean, I'm into it, but this is literally made for Reese Bernard sitting right Because I love murder mm -hmm. and I love lesbians. Mm -hmm. Your two favorite topics, as a matter of fact. It honestly is. I mean, I read. And it comes out in May. Yeah. It's so soon. May 10th uh, in theaters um, and then May 17th on platforms. And, uh, you know, we have a lot of advanced press and it's deeply a feminist perspective and it's we're gonna get a lot of like you don't know what you're talking about yeah <laughs> and um <laughs> calmly ready <laughs> turns out finally i do <laughs> fuck yeah <laughs> no but anyway yeah so uh, uh i i'm going to be as active as I possibly can humanly on social media while so I... So like once a month or so you'll... No. something? <laughs> no, like in the next three weeks because one of the things that's important to me about this movie is that it's telling a story that people have heard and it's like blah, 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 Manson, 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 but it's like telling a story... I could listen of, to that for the rest of my life. Honestly. But it's also telling a story of like 19-year-old girls who are deeply manipulated into something and the horror of that story. Yes. And I'm really... I really want younger women to look at what toxic masculinity looked like when you were 19 in mm. 1969 which by the way my mother was pregnant with me and joined a cult tune in next week wow i grew up in a cult really bearing the lead i seriously Wait, i'm like what we're kind at of the cult? end of the interview <laughs> Laughing, moving, fisting, fighting, fucking, crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way. It's the way that.